Special thanks to everyone who pledged money to crowdfund the show this week, including Matt Lacey, David Walker, Tim Edwards, Zilliko Elia, Andy Hagen, Jamie Holland, Roland Roberts, Ian Wilkinson, Alistair Harding, Dan Laney, Ian Mercer and John Balshaw. There's a full list of our supporters on 361podcast.com, along with information on how to help us for as little as $1 per episode via Patreon. Hello and welcome to 361, a weekly podcast about mobile tech and the world around it. My name is Ben Smith. I'm Ewan McLeod. And I'm Rafe Blanford. This is Season 14, Episode 2. Alexa, play the podcast. Here's a station you might like. What's the weather in Copenhagen, Denmark? In Copenhagen, Denmark, it's 7 degrees with clear skies. Tonight, you can expect mostly clear skies, with a low of 2 degrees. Well, Riff Blanford, it seems like an opportunity to check in. Hello, Mr. Ewan McLeod. Can you Hello, hear London. us in Denmark? Hello, London. Yes, oh, I can see you as well. Yes, we've got the high-definition webcam action going. In fact, it's only high-definition uh-huh. at this end. You you look a bit grainy and yellow, if I'm completely oh, honest. Sorry, no, that, that's that's just I've been eating lots of the uh, the local Danish pastries. <laughs> you've, you've gone jaundiced. The pastry and bacon <laughs> has made you jaundiced. So how are you, Rafe Blanford? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. I'm, I'm loath to admit this, but I'm sort of missing having you in the room. Yes, I, oh, I feel like... Go. I feel like the, the immediate threat of physical violence is somewhat removed. It's good. But, it's but good. The audio assault on my eardrums persists, though. Yes. So yes. We've, we've got the Skype up and working. We've got all the magic mixing and separating and recording yeah. and things working and uh, HD video streaming as well. So we can see Mr. McLeod. But it is a little bit like yeah. having a religious experience, though, Ewan, because you're up on a hundred inch screen in front of us, Staring about down at us. two or three times life size. Yeah. And, you know, sort of the giant man in the sky. So wag my finger at you. He's like, um, telling we're wrong. And yeah. the thing is, it is that time of year where it feels like we should all be together having a bit of a party. That's true. But we can do that afterwards, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Get this podcast over, then we can have some fun what, with people uh, we care about. For our long-term listeners, I was really hoping that this Christmas episode, because I presume this is the Christmas is. episode, would be the one that Blanford does some baking. Because I have been rather intrigued by his sausage rolls. He does Christmas sausage rolls. It's, it's true. It's true. Oh, that's true. You, well, Rafe, you and I, I'll, I'll pop round Blanford Towers and we'll have oh, some we'll sausage not- rolls. Uh, maybe we could take some photographs and send them to you and say, oh, delicious. Exactly. Uh, Roast our nuts by the fire and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just all boys together. That'd be lovely. Okay. So uh, let's let's move on. Uh, they we're said, back. We're, we're still back. Yes. Are we doing uh, things of the week? Yes. Go on then. Would you like to go first? My thing of the week is I haven't used cash. Ooh. As I've been meaning to tell you that um, over here, in, particularly in the Nordic region, no one uses cash. No you know, one. It's very rare to see cash. You just use credit card for everything. It's really refreshing and then very annoying when I go back to the UK, because the first thing I have to do is go to the ATM and take out money to pay taxi drivers and stuff. Quite annoying. There you go. That's my thing of the week. When you said you weren't using cash, I was just like, I refuse to buy anything. I'm just you know, <laughs> not eating. I'm not it's, sleeping. It's really refreshing just- to not have to carry coins and bits of paper around. 
Fair enough. Can't fault you there. Although actually we've got plastic fibers in the UK now. So you're missing I, the plastic fibers. Yeah, it's very exciting. That, yeah. It's yeah. like living in the future now. Rafe Blanford, a thing of the week? Well, actually I've just had something arrive, which I think, keeping with the Christmas theme, I can kind of recommend. Nintendo kind of re-released the NES, although oh, it's yeah. kind of a cut down version with 30 games on it, but it's, it's very small and compact. It costs about 50 pounds. I think there's going to be a lot of them for Christmas presents. Of course, it's, but, it's, it's not small and compact for you, is it? It's full life-size for you. Well, th- this is true. Well, also, the thing is, I missed out on those the first time around because it was before my time. Oh, but no. I'm, no, I'm, imagining your time. Top, I'm imagining for older people like you, was the NES your console? Yes, it was, but or, I never had a console. You back I was on, a like, PC the, guy. Yeah. Uh, I was a Wing Commander guy. I was too. Oh, I love Wing Commander. Oh, it was yeah. the best thing ever. And yeah. just... Yeah. Until I realised how autopilot works. It's like flying for <laughs> hours between missions. It was just tedious. And then realised, oh yeah, I should just press a button and go there. And the, yeah. the, do you remember Wing Commander with the 20 different discs? <gasps> oh, it was amazing. It's just it's like, a load all it discs. took yeah. an age to install. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually made my, my little brother lay under the desk where the computer was and I'd hand the disc down to him and he'd put it in and take <laughs> the other one out and hand it back up to me. <laughs> but the thing that I actually found interesting about it, and the, the thing of my thing of the week was actually these kind of retro releases or repackaging your yes. content seems to be happening more and more we've seen it actually a lot on mobile devices for games and things and so just kind of interesting to see it come almost to its biggest form in this kind of re-release of a console I, I suspect we're going to see more of it in the future and it's a very faithful emulation but that was my kind of interesting thing of the week and if someone's you know looking to buy a last minute christmas present yeah highly recommended my thing of the week was going to be the subject of this week's episode but we'll talk about that in a minute so i suppose i'll go to back backup plan I've officially bought Apple's ugliest product, so I'm, I'm holding it up so Mr. McLeod can oh see it. Dear. Oh, yeah, dear. Oh, dear. So I've bought what the, were you thinking? I bought the iPhone 7 battery case, Apple's one, and actually it's ugly, but it's effective. It works really can well. Can you just ha- hang your head in shame for a few moments? No, yeah. I refuse to. No, I'm, I'm a pragmatist. I'm sorry. Above all I, things, I think we all, everything, 14 seasons has proven. Why don't I'm you a, just get a no, bigger pragmatist? No, you, you'd like to think of yourself as a pragmatist, but no, in reality, not. you know, you're just, following the crowd and didn't we say only the other day that no one buys a battery case for just one product because that's you're basically going to throw that away your Hello. name is Mr. Apple it's, it's, yeah I mean it's how much is that 149 yeah, yeah it is disgraceful 149 no, was that no no 99 sterling 99 okay that's yeah which is, yeah. which is still a lot of money I, I had I, I still I still have and use the Mophie products. I was finding that I was when I was traveling, I, it was running out of battery, and I can't charge it and listen to my headphones at the same time. Yes, yeah, yes, that's thing. because I I brought that up. Look, see, I, I have had to carry these little nine pound cable thingies around. Yeah. It's very annoying. Well, and, and this is this is an interim thing. I shouldn't have. Well, I wasn't going to buy this because I was gonna, just going to get Bluetooth headphones. But of course, Apple hasn't got around to releasing any Bluetooth headphones yet. And you have That's to have the Apple mistake, ones, isn't it? right? You know, because well, other Bluetooth headphones well, just wouldn't work. Well, the integration, the integration is the closer. A, the, no, the wireless um, W1 chipset yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's got better integration with the with the on device. So you could have bought controls. a 1999 Bluetooth headset, but instead you got a hundred pound battery. No, I wouldn't have yeah. bought a 1999. My ears, but just temporarily until my, you got your ear pods and could be fully Apple again. No, no, no. Much as my eyes could only see Retina, my ears can ah, only hear. Anyways, I've got it. It's yeah. really good. And actually, although it's ugly, you know how sometimes your phone slides out of your hand. You know, like mm. if you ever picked it up, the slim phones are a little wow, bit. That's just especially an amazing the small bit ones, of, a bit droppy. That's an amazing bit of rationalisation. Well, I have to. It, congratulate it, it, you it, for it's, that it's not 
good that it's this way, but one of the unexpected benefits is that there is actually something to hold on to. And I don't mean like because it's fatter. I mean, literally the lip, the ugly lip is a really good place to, to rest your fingers. So now my phone's lasting all day and I'm taking it in and because it's easy, I'm taking it in and out of the case loads. So when I don't need what's it, the, the case goes in my What's the battery right now? My battery on mm. the phone, 100%. Yeah. All I've done today is just use case battery. Oh, uh, right. So let me find it. Yeah, so the case is down to 20%. And the phone is still 100%. Oh, now, this is actually quite a light day. Normally, by this point, I'd be down into sort of 90% of the phone. But obviously, if that was just the, the phone battery, I'd be toast. So there we go. There's Ben's Christmas uh, recommendation. But maybe we should uh, move on to the, the main topic, which is this yeah. week. Well, this week, we're talking about voice assistants, but more specifically, the Amazon Echo and, and Amazon's Alexa product. But we've got the corny title for this episode is, It's a Very Echo Christmas. Alexa. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. See? She oh, likes me. Amazing. Yeah. So, Rayflan, for kick us off, why have we decided to talk about um, Apple's... Uh, Apple? Dear me, I'll show my colours out. That, why come we, on. Because you, you've made me talk about battery cases. <laughs> yeah, why, are we talking, why are we talking about the Echo specifically this week and, the, and Alexa, the voice assistant? Well, we thought it would be a good one to do as kind of our quasi-Christmas episode. It's quasi, Ewan. Take a note. It's quasi. Very impressive. Yeah. Because we think Amazon are going to sell a load of Amazon Echoes for Christmas, and it seems to be the hot new gadget to yes, have. I think actually in the briefing, Rafe, we said metric crap ton. Uh, okay, is, metric is, crap ton. Is, is the technical measurement. If, yeah. if you're taking notes, that's what the analysts are all saying. Lots. Yeah. And it's been available in the US for a while. It came out in the UK in October. There you've got the kind of Amazon Echo, which is the big speaker. Then there's the, in the States at least, you can get the uh, the tap, which is kind of a portable speaker with this kind of technology built in. Yeah. It doesn't have the voice activation, but also the dots, which is what we've got sitting on the table here, which is a small round speaker, low speaker version, but you can connect it to a Bluetooth or a standard set of speakers. And it has the Alexa Assistant built into it, which is essentially Amazon's kind of artificial intelligence as seen through this voice assistant called Alexa. And you can ask it a whole bunch of questions, all those things that are fairly typical for voice assistants. It's got the kind of idea of add-ons with Amazon skills. It's got a certain amount built in, but it also gives us an opportunity to talk about voice interfaces as well. Yeah, and for me, the reason they're going to sell a load is because of the demonstration factor. I have had so much fun showing people how it works. We had our neighbours over for dinner recently and... We spent after dinner. We'd all had, this is what the echo is for, by the way. Yeah, we, we'd all had basically. Few, well, we'd all had a few glasses of wine, and we were a little bit relaxed, you know, just <laughs> talking perhaps a little more loudly than we might otherwise have done. So I was showing some of the guys, like, oh, we'll change the music, and then we did it, and all of a sudden, everybody was just saying, oh, they got this band or that band or what could it do yeah, and this yeah. kind of stuff. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And, and now. Like I know for a fact that all of the husbands at the table are getting echoes yeah. for Christmas. Like that's yes. their Chris, that's their Christmas present because it's yes. just it's cool. It's like it's part novelty, it's part useful. Very few people have got them, so it's a, it's kind of a new thing to have. And I think yeah. they're, they're going to be hugely successful this Christmas. Yeah. And also in the UK, we benefit from the fact that the first products we get are the second generation, so we get that you know polish yeah. that maybe yes. some some of the American users didn't get in the first generation yeah. products. And it's definitely fair to say that it was a breakout product in the states. I mean, a somewhat unexpected success. I think it's fair to say. I think what we should probably talk about in the first part of this episode is our own experience. We've all had them 
yes. um, for a couple of months. We've been using them actively. And kind of interesting, that demo effect absolutely rings true. I've had it at the office, had family members wanted lots of friends come around and listen to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm kind of curious, what have you found most useful with the Echo, Ewan? So the problem I've got with the Echo is that it's in Echo. the kitchen. Oh, thank you. Echo. Um, it's in... Is it... <sighs> right, thank you. Oh, right, it's, thank you. Right, it's in the it's in the kitchen, which okay. is great. Echo. The kitchen. problem there is after seven p.m. we don't use it, right? Um, really? Just because why, it's why not? Like, well, because we worry about the children, right? And then, well, I I don't use it, and I think my wife. We both kind of subconsciously worry about waking them up, even though we are you know different floor or whatever. And what I'm using more is the dot because I have the dot in the study or here in Copenhagen. I have the dot in the bedroom and i really miss it now if i'm traveling if i'm away i am using it to play music i'm using it for the news the flash briefing i just say what's new and it gets me the latest sky news briefing, which is very helpful i've queued it up so it'll give me sky news first and then it'll give me the the today program uh, uh briefing That's really smart from the bbc what i've noticed is i'm using spotify way less Way, way, way less because I've got access now to Amazon Music, uh, which, which to all intents is, I, I don't really notice the difference between that and Spotify. Yes, I've got my playlist in Spotify, but I've actually gone in and very quickly created the same again on the, the Echo Dot. So I'm mostly consuming through the Echo Dot just because I'm away from home where the, the Echo itself is. Now, the children are walking in in the morning to the kitchen and going, Alexa, you know, play, um, what's it, they, they love the uh, the Uptown Funk song, that um, Nat Mark Ronson one. Play Uptown Town Funk, and so my four-year-old is using it, and they, they just dance around listening to it. You know, Alexa, stop, play Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo, or whatever, that's the only one, that's the only thing that Alexa can't do, is it doesn't get Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo. They like that, do you know the... Um, um, no. What what is a bibbidi bobbidi boo? Bibbidi, come on, it's the music. The um, bibbidi bobbidi, the, the uh, from one of those Disney movies. What Alexa, play bibbidi bobbidi boo. Bibbidi bobbidi boo from Cinderella by Vanna Wow, Fountain. you made it work! You made it work! Now the magic words. Oh uh, my gosh! But this is actually one of the powerful things Alexa, about. Shut up. This is one of the powerful things about Alexa because it's all based on cloud learning. You and the children have clearly been asking for this song enough times <laughs> yes, that Alexa... have been trying to get Amazon, it to work for ages. Amazon has now asked... He's like, what's that? Bibbidi? No. Bibbidi? But no, we don't have any record of that. Yeah. Wow. I, I, maybe, I, maybe I just have a good Alexa enunciation. Well, quite possibly. But also, it is learning all the time. And so there is in the background this artificial intelligence, which I think we'll, we'll talk about more in a minute. But actually, that was kind of one of my... The, the first big insight for me is that everybody finds it easy to use. It's something that's quite easy to pick up on because there's a relatively constrained set of instructions. You know, it's not something like Siri, which people found, you know, Apple projected that as something that could answer any question. Amazon have been quite specific in saying it carries out certain tasks and it does those well. It demos well and people pick it up and understand it immediately. And that playing of music, answering simple questions, doing alarm timers and things like that. It's basic functionality and it's nothing that you couldn't do with a phone. But I think it makes those things completely frictionless in the home. I think what Amazon have worked out is where people need voice assistance. Absolutely. Phones, okay, a bit like in the car and stuff like that. But where you really need voice assistance is in the kitchen, like at home. Because let's face it, most of these dots and most of these echoes are going in the family room or the kitchen or something like that. 
And we use ours tons when we're cooking, you know, start a timer, stop a timer, all that kind of so stuff. And quick conversions. Yeah, quick conversions. And yeah, also yeah, yeah. because it's not personal in the way that my phone is, we all share it. There's no concept of a, a personal account, like, you know, right. tell me tell me details from my calendar or this kind of stuff. It's a shared resource and, and the whole setup is that way. Yeah. And certainly members of my family have just taken to it much more readily, even for completely identical services like start a timer. It's, you know, it's demonstrably Google Now and Siri do yeah. the same job just as easily with almost the same, uh, you know, the same, the same sentence, but it just feels better with yeah. Alexa. And also because they've, I've just woken her up. I might, I might have to turn her off. Yeah, um, yeah. But also, by the uh, way, this is very, very annoying for anyone that's got this playing openly, isn't it? We should have put a thing to start saying, please only listen to this with your headphones on. We'll put a disclaimer on, yeah. Or we'll get, yeah. We'll get Mark to beep every instance of us saying Alexa, <laughs> which will probably make him pull his hair out. Yeah. Or the other thing is, well, they've paired it with something really important, which is the microphone and the audio technology to yes. make sure that it works from a, from a huge distance. Because I have Siri on my watch. And even then, it's not good enough at getting the words right. It's pretty good, but when I'm driving along, it's, you know, the road noise and the car noise upsets it. Yeah, those far-field microphones are quite remarkable in the way they can pick it up, even from the next-door room. I think that's the other point I'd make is actually you get the most value from it when you actually have it in multiple rooms. And so you have the dots scattered around the room and typically the big echo in the main living room environment. And the fact it can distinguish about which one you're talking to now and take the action based on which one you're talking to is really smart. So that multi-room capability, I think, is is one of the big points as well. I haven't seen the multi-room yet. I just haven't had that opportunity. I'm looking forward to that. Because uh, I was wondering why they, they, they're they selling them in packs of uh, 6 and 12. Yeah. I mean, I thought, oh, oh but now, now I get that. Now I, and I fully intend having them everywhere. The other day I was building another bed. Uh, yeah, one of those uh, IKEA specials, and I, <laughs> I love, I love your anecdotes. I mean, I bet I think the listeners are just, oh, when will he tell us another anecdote about Copenhagen? Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, it's gold. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, it just uh, it's quite annoying. Uh, my hands are still sore from the this, the, the, the <laughs> from the, having to do some manual yes. labour. <laughs> I had to touch a tool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, um, so I'm sitting there. It took me quite a long time, as you may imagine, but I had Alexa. And I was just constantly issuing barking commands. Yeah. Alexa, next track. Like, next track. Hand me Alexa, the spanner. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sitting there you know, trying to find the, the, the little sprockets and everything. And then I all of a sudden think, I want to hear some Phil Collins. Alexa, play some Phil Collins. All of a sudden, being, no, next track. Like this one. Like that one. Next track. Can you, I haven't got, I haven't started liking Oh, yeah, he said, like this track. Bang. And it adds it to your liked tracks. Oh, okay, because mm. I, the other day, I had a problem it really annoyed me actually that you get these emails through from Amazon and it's basically prompting you about all the things Alexa can do. It's sort of user training and it also yeah. sometimes has updates about new things it can do, which is great. But I've been really struggling to get it to play the best of Prime playlist, which is basically it's new music. It's like a sort of okay, a pop, okay. pop music radio station. And that's the one that we just had on in the house and the little one likes it because he dances along to the pop uh, music. Oh, you got to upbeat pop. Yeah, it, it, that's it's, the one you it, got to do. It's that, but it's new music, but in that vein, it's what you'd okay, hear. Right. It's what you'd hear yeah. if you turned on local radio and just listening to sort of popular yeah. music or whatever. But because there were so many words, and you had to say, "Play me the best of," was it "Play me the best of Amazon on Prime Music" or something? There was too many kind of words in there, and I was getting them wrong. But I, I then sort of read out the instruction from the email, 
exactly as it says, because they, they illustrate it with these speech bubbles. And mm. even then it, it played the wrong thing and it kept bloody playing me Enya. Every request is started playing me Enya. There's and nothing I don't... wrong with a bit of Enya. Well, sail away, sail away, sail away. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. going to say thanks, but no thanks yeah. to the whole okay. Enya thing. Yeah, uh, but not I, ideal. I, not literally, ideal. in frustration, I said, Alexa, never play this track again. And she said, I'm sorry, you, know, you can't, you know, you can't issue that instruction or something. Oh, okay. oh you might have an unlike. Because, you know, um, you can, yeah. um, on Amazon Music, so this is interesting, right? I started using the Amazon Music Player in the office, right? So I've logged into Amazon on my, my work machine. And um, I'm just I'm streaming Amazon, you know, if I'm busy writing something, I, I just have it playing. And there's a plus, you know, there's a thumbs up and a thumbs down as you get in most of these music services. So that's how I just said to Alexa, hey, like this track. And I just said, yeah, thank you, noted. And then it appears on your, your liked list. And there must be a, yeah, I don't like this one. Yeah, it's interesting you said you were using Spotify less because one of yeah. the reasons I, even though I do generally love Apple products, one of the reasons I settled on paying for Spotify on the occasions that I do over Apple Music is that the playlists and the recommendations and all that kind of stuff I find better, or at least I prefer mm. on Spotify. Mm. But you're dead right. Actually, what I even like more is saying, play it verbally, you know, in the kitchen or whatever. Yeah. So it's completely moved me off Spotify. And I mean, obviously it works with Spotify. I could plug my account into it and, and have it all work. But of course, why would you? You know, I'm getting Prime Music for free. Well, it's, yeah. it's interesting you say that because I actually switched to using Spotify because I wanted more than just the, because on Amazon Prime Music, you don't necessarily have that a la carte control. It no. is based around stations and playlists. Right, now hold, hold on a minute there, Blanford. What a la carte music were you trying to search for? Because I think lots and lots of people listening would want to know, was it some very, very special type of American funk? Was it some bluegrass? Was it a Paul McCartney track from the 1960s? No, no, no. It's obviously, it's obviously hardcore grime. So <laughs> it, it wasn't one specific incident. It was actually more generally. I found myself listening to more music. And a couple of instances. Alexa, wait, 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 no, wait. Hold on a minute. Oh, hold on. Play Rafe Blanford's special a la carte playlist. I don't see the playlist, Drive Blanford's special a la carte in your music library. <laughs> well, Drive Not Blanford, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was some classical music, but also Probably. it was uh, Leonard Cohen, Marianne, because obviously with him, him passing away, I wanted to mm-hmm. listen to some Leonard nice. Cohen. But it does actually kind of bring me to, a, I think, a second big point that actually. Alexa and the Echoes get more useful the more things you connect to them. And they are part of this kind of wider landscape in the home. And particularly, we talked about smart home in a previous episode. In a previous season. In a previous season, indeed. And you can connect smart things, uh, Samsung smart things, to to Alexa and to the Echo. And then you can get it to control all your lights and other smart objects. So the thing I've actually found most useful, apart from the kind of the basic commands we've been talking about, is the ability to sit in bed and turn off all the lights with my voice. Yeah, and not have to... Not have, See, I haven't connected it yet, but I can really see that as a, a very cool, powerful tool because it is always annoying to have to go and get my phone, open the phone up, you know, unlock it, get run yeah. the smart things uh, app. And yeah. th- this is absolutely it. And it's sitting on the sofa and just turning it down to 50% when you're watching the yeah. TV or whatever it may be. All of those things you can absolutely do yeah, on that. the phone, love that. but it's a reduction of friction and it's always the way with these digital things. It starts to replace what you've used before and it can absolutely replace light switches and all of that. And it becomes, I think, quite natural. 
And there are various other things. You know, you can connect your Nest and other thermostats to it as well. I, I haven't done that. But I'm absolutely convinced the value of these things is as much in the ecosystem. And we've been talking about music. That's one element of it, yeah. content. But actually, smart home when, definitely when you makes buy, sense. When you buy a Dot or you buy a, a, an Echo, particularly in, in the UK Amazon store, but I assume it must be the same in the US and, and when they sell them in other places, there too, the, all of the follow-up prompts are buy this Wemo switch, buy this smart home product, yeah, buy yeah. this Hue light bulb, and then even starter packs as well. So I think it's going to be a big enabler because people it demos so well, it's so easy to use. People are going to leap to that conclusion. It's a nice price stuff. point as so well, I, isn't it? So in the UK, what is it? It's £49 for the Echo Dot, the small one, yeah. and then 149 which is a bit you know, more of a bigger, a meatier purchase for the, for the, for the big one, the Echo. Yeah. But, you, but you could turn it around and go, get a Sonos Play 1, you're spending a similar amount of money, then you're getting this smart interface. And for the smart home, I mm. think you're right, but it's almost like a gateway mm. to, to that. And we discussed when we were doing Smart Home actually how fiddly it was to control everything from the Smart Home. Yes. Actually, we ended up getting buttons and other things to help get over that bump. And actually, that's what voice interface does for Smart Home. And one of the reasons I was reticent about putting those light switches in, if you remember, was that I was really struggling with finding products that were compatible with the lighting system I had and yeah. the, the, wire, the type of wiring we have in the UK. And that was a real issue for me and I was sort of trying to work out would I go as dramatic as even rewiring it or would I have to buy a very expensive product or do something very clever but actually you could now just probably remove the light switches because people can handle the voice control really easily they're not going to handle opening an app but the voice control is dead simple and, I, and I've seen with myself that members of my family who would otherwise be you know not interested or even maybe you know quite anti dealing with a voice assistant on their phone or complicated apps to make things happen in the house or even having like a, there was even some sort of reticence about having like a nest or something on the wall because it was like, I don't want that bit of computer or showing all the time in our house. It's not an attractive thing to have out there. Whereas actually, you're right, you and as we get more OFA with it, we're going to buy a couple more dots. We'll have one in the bedroom. We'll have one yep. downstairs, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, and this is great because the other thing is, although they haven't launched it yet, it's going to work with Sonos and things like that. So you don't even need to have the Echo as a speaker. You can just have it as a control interface and then yes. use other speaker systems you've already got. And of course, it will it'll also use Bluetooth. But, you know, we're a Sonos family, so... The sooner it ties in with Sonos, the happier. I, interesting. I, I have um, I've really moved away from Sonos now in my mind because I was thinking of buying a lot more, but I'm that that much impressed with the Echo and then the Dot that I think I'd probably rather have Dots everywhere. Well, we do all our music listening in the kitchen now, which is the main yeah. place where we used to play music from the so Echo. So what do you... From, now that's yeah, interesting because yeah. what did you did you, you didn't you have a Sonos in the kitchen? Yeah, well, the, the Echo is sat in front of a Play 5. A Sonos no, isn't that a metaphor for Sonos? Well, I think and I think success, but that's why they have to integrate because the sound from the Sonos is far superior. Like, I definitely wouldn't. This get, is true. This I is definitely true. wouldn't yeah, get. A, I definitely wouldn't get rid of the Sonos because that's a proper high quality audio system. It's just a speaker now. But the sooner it yeah. either becomes smart of its own accord or it ties in absolutely 100% with the Amazon ecosystem or any of the other ones, so that effectively that's, you know, what you talk to and where the sound comes out are two well, different Because now you, you don't need all the Sonos stuff, do you? All the gubbins that comes with Sonos, all the, the app, you don't need that anymore, right? You no, just use and Amazon. I, and I've never wanted those things, but I do still want the ability to have synchronised multi-room audio and the, and the quality as well. So I'd love So really, there's a market for a really, really, really good speaker 
as opposed to, because Sonos isn't the speaker, right? There is a speaker, yeah, that's, that's a primary element, but the science bit with Sonos, surely, is the rest of it. Well, I think the science the bit... The app and the connectivity. Well, the science bit is the connectivity, which is still yeah. really important, you know, really yeah. reliable Wi-Fi streaming, because my Echo does, from time to time, give up streaming live radio and things yeah, like that. you live that. in the country. You live in the well, country. Well, we're on a fast fibre connection, but it could be the audio source, it could be anything, but... Mm. Saying to saying to, you know Alexa pay me BBC Radio Four you know it will sometimes stall and I don't know where it fails but consumers don't care it fails whereas the Sonos is more reliable but you know the the point is the Sonos is just another smart home accessory you know you've got lighting yes. Yes. you've got sound you've got television you've got blinds garage doors sprinklers whatever whatever so I think that interface voice in the smart home the other thing about the Echo is it does have the skills with this. They kind of behave like apps effectively to extend it. Now, I think a lot of them have been very cumbersome. I mean, you said earlier it's a shared thing, but there are starting to be ways you can submit electricity reading through EDF or Capital One in the States is doing credit card billing and those kind of things. Yeah, I was just kind of curious, are there any skills that have jumped out for you have been particularly interesting? For me, there's been a couple that kind of obvious add-ons, one of which was being able to generate white noise just because it was an easy way to do it. Another one would play you bird song. You could request a specific bird. I kind of like that. But also the consumption of content in terms of things like, you know, the Guardian, the Telegraph, they're all doing things. And I'm sure we're going to see more of them. Actually, at the moment, I don't think the skills add all that much value uh, to the oh, Alexa. I think, I think, because I'm, I'm, I'm using the built-in stuff. Now, I say that because actually some of the uh, things I'm using are skills. So the Samsung Smart Things integration, for example, but the pure kind of entirely done on, you know, they divide into those immediate action ones and they're the ones you can then have a conversation with. So I tried using National Rail and I think there's a lot of work still to be done on doing voice interaction design. And that's where I think it feels like the early days of the smartphone where the apps and the user interface and user experience wasn't that great, but I can absolutely see the potential and, you I, know, I use the National Rail one, and it's painful to set up, I agree, but then you can say, how's my commute? And it just tells you. And it works great for that function, but if you're doing something a bit out of the ordinary, you know, the comparison of being able to... <laughs> Alexa, have my carriage brought to the front. <laughs> <laughs> or a non-regular commute or something like that. But I'm kind of curious. So you're, you're using National Rail. Anything else, Ben? So I tried Radio Player which mm-hmm. is a because we, we listen to a lot of radio, so we were using TuneIn, and that's okay, but we were having to be quite precise about the radio station names in a way that didn't feel natural. And so we tried Radio Player, but actually in the end, saying on Radio Player was more, going back to your voice, your design part was more onerous, so we just learned to say the radio station names. I do the flash briefing that Ewan mentioned earlier, which yeah. is interesting when you, when you walk in. We listen to loads of playlists, and even, you know, sort of where the child sort of needs distraction or entertaining, we just sort of, you know, sort of play, some chil- play some children's music yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly the built-in, oh, and, and weather and loads and loads of timers when we're cooking because it's ours is, ours is in the kitchen. I have to say, I think at the moment that Amazon are beginning to have an app store issue Absolutely. already because there's lots of very yeah. low quality stuff. And actually, you know, I want my electricity provider and my bank and my, you know, my At travel provider to somehow be surfaced to me more than, as you say, you know, like more than I want, like, you know, sort of a calming words or an inspirational quote or, yep. you know, whatever, which I, I don't want these things. Ewan? 
I haven't used much beyond you know, sort of music uh, conversion. Of, I think actually these are all legit generic functions out of the box because flash briefing, I think, is generic as yeah. well, isn't it? Yes, um, yes, it is. Where I, I have been monumentally disappointed by the skills because I've, I logged in and we look on the app and online and just thought, oh my God, it's all rubbish. There are some good additions that just aren't relevant to me now because I'm in Copenhagen. Like you can get your laundry picked up. You, I suppose I could probably try and hail an Uber from it. But yeah, I, I was really annoyed at all the poor quality but stuff so, I yeah. saw you the know, one, in the skills. The one that is the best example of this was we saw there was a Jamie Oliver skill and oh, right, a yes. celebrity, celebrity yeah. chef. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, well, actually, it's in the kitchen. We do loads of cooking. Like when we're cooking something we don't know from memory, we have yeah. uh, an iPad or a laptop open with Evernote open because we have all our favorite recipes mm. snapped, scanned, whatever into Evernote. And it's a bit cumbersome, you know, to be to be touching the device and scrolling up and yeah, down yeah, yeah. with dirty hands. And I thought, oh, this is amazing. You're going to be able to say, you know, I'm doing the chicken curry recipe and it's going to say, you know, get some curry, put the chicken in, give it five minutes. I've set a timer, blah, blah, blah. You know, but it doesn't. It just emails you the recipe. Yeah. And I was like, well, that, that is that terrible. Is rubbish. Uh, terrible design. There is a new recipe service coming that will read you the instructions step by step. Yeah. But initially it's very lazy voice design. So I think uh, allrecipes.com has just, just arrived in the last few days as we're recording this. I use a couple of others like Tube Status and I have used Uber to, to hail a cabin. You know, those kind of direct request ones are actually really great. When you get into ones that are more conversational with several queries going back and forth, I think there's still a lot of work to do there. And I think that's just because it's early days. And it does kind of remind me a lot the Echo of being a bit like a feature phone in that it's you know, the core things it does really well and it really stands out but some of the add-ons just don't feel quite as mature yet. And I can see the potential and it will come in time, but that's the piece that probably disappointed me most in terms of my personal experience with it. But all yeah. the other stuff is so well done. And actually because they are quite constrained and it's well known what they do, and Amazon makes a big deal. I mean, Ben's talked about the emails. You know, you also get the little leaflet in the box telling you what you can say. That all helps add up to it. So get that really well. And as I said, it's a completely different contrast to the way virtual assistants have typically been portrayed elsewhere, that kind of universal HAL 9000-like computer that can help you. So I think that's, you know, Amazon have positioned that really well. I just want to ask a direct question is, why do we actually think it's different? Because it clearly has had a pretty big impact. We're all talking about it in a way, actually very enthusiastically, but it's also had an impact beyond that geek community. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost disappointed because rarely does a new product come along and we all agree it's amazing <laughs> and we all love it. Because I like nothing more than proving to <laughs> Ewan McLeod that he's a Luddite and he needs to get this new thing or laughing at his pointless, frivolous nonsense. So, I mean, I think we've touched on a lot of it, but for me, it comes down to it being frictionless in the home and that hands-free ability to do stuff while yeah. I'm wandering around doing yes. other things. But I also think it's probably one of the first products I can think of that has put this perception of AI successfully into consumers' mind. And that's why it's seen as something a bit different and clever. And you talk, Ben, about playing a specific music track. That's not particularly difficult, but it, it's seen as quite magic because you're not having to do anything. Actually, you are. You're still having to request it. You're not just going through that series of button presses. So that's why, for me, it stands out. There's one other thing I'd add, though. I actually think it's interesting because it's almost freeing us from the tyranny of the smartphone OS. We've spent the last 10 years talking yes. about how 
everything is conversion to the smartphone, including music, mm. timers, all these things we've been talking about. And actually for the first time, maybe not for the first time, but maybe in a different way, we've seen before products kind of break off a bit of smartphone component. And, you know, you can look at some of the wearables or something like the GoPro have come out. But this is actually taking not just a bit of the hardware, but also some of the app functionality with it. And it's sort of promoting AI, this sense that there can be computing that lives and operates in the cloud and moving us away from that sense of convergence and actually things starting to broaden out into a much broader landscape. So rather than that homogeneous digital landscape, it's now, you know, you can see a future where there are lots of interfaces that you use. Homogeneous? Well, homogeneous Very good. heterogeneous. Very good. But Is it not homogeneous? Homogeneous. No, that's, that's how they say it in, sorry. Oh, I see. No, Sussex, 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 actually. Sussex, 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 actually. But but to me, that's really interesting because that's a big break. And the fact it's landed in consumer mindsets. I I think for for me, well, first of all, I can't believe that this is the same company that made the Fire Phone. Oh, amazing. It it, it boggles my mind that the same company is capable of producing these two devices because this is almost the polar opposite of what the Fire Phone was. That was poorly conceived, full of pointless novelties. It didn't really seem to address a user need. It wasn't better mm-hmm. than what already existed. I mean, just, I, I could go on and on, but this is genuinely useful. It's simple. Everyone can understand it. It fits immediately into our lives and it is a measurably better implementation of something that I already thought was a good idea. So I don't dislike voice assistants, but there still feels it didn't feel right talking to them. And I, I do use Siri, but I don't think it's as good as it could be. And this is really good. And I think part of it is about the personality. They've got that mix of compliance, but, mm. you know, kind of friendly compliance, right? Mm. And I think that there is a definitely somebody somewhere has decided what personality Alexa has and they've made good decisions there. At least, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, from where I live and the culture I, I've grown up in and, and that sort of stuff. And I presume that will be different in other places. But also, it just does what it says well, and, and it's designed for the context where I want to use it. You know, designing a voice assistant to be on your wrist or in your pocket is okay, but actually designing one to be in your home and to be optimized for that experience where you don't need to do anything special, you know, uh, is, is just brilliant. And yeah. as I say, because my family have taken to it, that is the proof. I will suffer through pain, friction, you know, far more than anyone else will for the curiosity or the novelty of using it. But, you know, if my wife uses it, the other day, my my two-year-old was talking to it. Now, not actually managing to trigger it, but when we talk to Alexa, he joins in and we say, (laughs) we were cooking something and the timer was going off and I was saying, Alexa, stop, to stop the timer. And he piped up, Alexa, stop, stop, stop. And, you know, he's now in a world where he will never remember a time where we didn't talk to voices in the house that did things for us. Daddy, why are you pressing keys? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. going to be embarrassed. You know, you, oh, you press, you interact with computers with hands like an animal, you know. And it's interesting because we've had this touch become all dominant thanks to smartphones, basically. And now we have got another interface. And to me, you know, moving that on is great. And, you know, Amazon has actually produced a product that you would have talked about in the same way that Apple producing one in kind of that yeah. unmet user need. And I think it adds a serious amount of credibility to Amazon as a kind of ecosystem player. And they've always been talked about in the same breath as Apple and Google and Microsoft, but they've definitely taken the lead here. And the fact that, you know, if you look at the wider picture, 
they're also putting Alexa inside various other products. And we saw some of them emerge yeah. this year. You know, there's ones at CS in terms of smart speakers. I think we'll see start seeing it in cars oh, yeah. and other yeah. things as well. Yeah. Now, Google are going to do the same thing with Google Assistant. But, you know, Amazon, by being first movers, have established credibility here. And it'll be really interesting to see how that plays off against Google Home when that emerges. But also... It's interesting because I think it does promote this idea of computing in the cloud or this kind of idea of almost invisible computing where Apple has looked to do everything on the phone. It's kind of the idea that it has smart glass with supported by stuff in the cloud. Google has definitely gone for kind of dumb glass and smart cloud. Actually, what this suggests to me is I think Google may have taken the right approach because more stuff being shifted into the cloud makes sense when you've got multiple devices And this idea that you could address Alexa or whatever the virtual assistant happens to be in multiple places from multiple devices and not think about that. Whereas, you know, the idea of Siri or, you know, voice assistant on your phone had been address it on that device singularly, not as the kind of the collective. And, And that to me, I think will be a big shift and getting people to accept that and see that happening to me is a big shift in consumer mindset. And you can't help but make the comparison to something like, smart watches, which generated an enormous amount of attention, but didn't really have that universal appeal or pickup. And it remains to be seen how far Alexa and these smart speakers go. But actually, I think that's the point. It isn't just restricted to one device. It will be everywhere. It makes sense for it to be promoted in the home first. And it therefore makes me wonder, is this kind of the herald for voice more generally? Will it become more acceptable to use voice outside of the home as well because of the advent of something like Echo? I think so. I was very impressed to find out my wife was using it when I wasn't at home. Because normally with these type of things, and she's used to tech around the home and she doesn't tolerate that much, the fact that the Alexa, uh, so the, the Echo, is still allowed in the kitchen because otherwise it would be spoiling the lines. So there is a, uh, I, I wanted my uh, Samsung camera, the HD camera in the kitchen, and I can't. It's, it, she just takes it away. She just unplugs it and puts it away because it spoils the line. However, the Echo stays. That is very important. And then the fact that she uses it with the boys when I'm not there. Normally, it's me having to say, oh, Alexa. You know, I would have to push the use of it, and then she may use it if I'm using it. That's not the case. So it it clearly has 100% adoption in my household. And without me anywhere near it, that is very important, I think. And we always talk about smartphones from the ecosystem lock-in point of view. And I've been surprised how little the Apple lock-in that I have for tablets and phones and computers and online services has applied in this case, you know, because there's not photos or anything like that. Music is music and the quality of the services is the same. So actually we've switched over to using Amazon in our house almost overnight and it's not showing us the pictures. So that's not an issue. The apps aren't the same. So we're not missing out on apps. And maybe it's because the home like assistant is still quite immature, but actually I could quite imagine that Apple is in my pocket and my computer and maybe my data and my my images, Mm. but actually Amazon could completely own smart home, cooking, kitchen, controls in cars i i would put it in the car i miss it in the car well that's that's the interesting thing is that that for me that's the only time i'd previously tried to use siri you know repeatedly and it didn't work well so yeah now when i'm talking to an assistant alexa is my benchmark and and it frustrates me even more in the car that it doesn't work well i actually have more concerns there because 
I think this is a surprising amount of locking because basically by choosing the Echo, you are choosing Amazon's voice assistant and there absolutely will be other ones out there. In some ways, the smartphone offers more flexibility of what you can put on it. So you can choose to use Google Photos with an Apple product. Now, it will be possible through skills to be able to do something similar on the Echo, but I'm not sure it'll have that same degree of integration. And Google Home is kind of a good example of that. That's absolutely set up to use with the Google ecosystem. And I think as things become more connected, this may become more evident because I do see the two ecosystems merging more. And with Google Home, you know you have the ability to throw photos up using Chromecast on a TV or something like that. Mm, Alexa, mm. you know, and Amazon hasn't got there yet. I think they very deliberately were able to launch first because they had perhaps a more restricted set of requirements and capabilities. Now, the Google Home reviews have not been universally positive and partly about the hardware and partly about things not quite being ready. But I do wonder, you know, getting that degree of integration might well be difficult when you choose to mix and match ecosystems just as it is now. And I would be frustrated if I said to my Echo, show me the photos from my trip to X on the TV, and it wasn't able to do that, yet wow. Google Home probably will be able to do that. And so mm. there's a lot more still to come in this space. So that's the you know, kind of I've one of the... Fire TV. I've got the Fire TV. I've got the Fire TV. So uh, maybe you'll be able to do it I would expect that to happen, and I, I wouldn't think they're very far away from doing that. So, you know, that's the other thing. to you know, it, it is a nascent market, and so it's quite exciting about what's next because it is the herald of voice interfaces. It is the herald of a lot more integration to come. And so... Watching what happens next is going to be absolutely oh, fascinating, but yeah. especially when it's had such you know good adoption in consumer mindsets. And we should you know caveat this with you know Amazon hasn't released numbers, but we know that they're in the millions of the units sold. But just our reading of the tea leaves says that this is a device that is going to be popular. It's got kind of wife and family acceptance factor that's almost unheard of for a, a new product category. And yep. that's why, you know, we and, think... And husband acceptance. And husband acceptance, absolutely. <laughs> we should be... Yeah, you're quite right. Thank you, Ben. Just had that overwhelming sense that there was three middle-class white guys talking yeah, about what yeah. women would look uh, like. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. This feels wrong. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, I say two middle-class white guys and... Okay, all right. Can I, can I change that to okay. partner acceptance factor? Oh, there we go. Normal well acceptance factor, because it's, it's yeah. the technology familiarity, I think, that yeah. is the, the thing, you know? Yes, and that, to me, is why it's going to be a very echoey Christmas. A very echoey Christmas. Oh, there we go. That's, that's lovely, Rafe Blanford. You wrapped up the episode so nicely. McLeod, simple yes or no. Cover your house in dots and echoes. Completely disposable, yes? Yeah, uh, yeah go on. Well, so, so, well, yeah. so what I'm saying is that for an investment of a couple of hundred pounds... Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can put this stuff in your house now and... In most cases, particularly where people are used to investing sort of hundreds and hundreds of pounds in sort of home appliances, that kind of yeah. stuff, if Google comes along and makes a better one or Apple makes a better one or the Amazon service degrades, it's still at the point where it's mostly throwaway. I mean, I appreciate £150 yes. isn't throwaway that's, money. That's a more serious one, but you can get yeah. three Echo Dots for that, right? But, but know, also, it's a nice ha price point. how many people have £100 Bluetooth speakers that they'll use for a couple of years until they get damaged yeah. or worn out or they want to replace them? This is consumer electronics money, not home decorating I, home yes. appliance money. I didn't feel I had to do a lot of thinking yeah. with this. So uh, uh, yeah, is, is it going to be out of date in two years? Probably, but I would imagine that Amazon will be upgrading the software at least. They are upgrading. I see it updating a lot. So yeah, I don't have a regret about it. There's a lot of people in our neighborhood and our family who are getting these things as Christmas presents or are very enthused about them. And that for me is always the canary in the coal mine, even before the numbers happen. Can you okay. do one thing for me, by the way? Can you say, this is a Star Trek thing. 
Can you say Alexa T Earl Grey hot, please? <laughs> Hello. Alexa. T Earl Grey hot. Unable to comply. Replicators are offline. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was doing my best Patrick Stewart voice as well. Yeah, very good. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Alexa. Tea, Earl Grey hot. That beverage has not been programmed into the replication system. Oh, multiple witty jokes. I don't, I'm not sure if I share her sense of humour, but there again, there are members of my family who feel that about me, so we shouldn't write things off on that basis. Okay, we should wrap up. Thank you very much, chaps. Always a pleasure. You can find us at 361podcast on Twitter, 361podcast.com. There's a contact form, email details, and you can also find the number to leave us a voicemail there. You can also comment on this episode. We are also on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can contact us there, but really don't, don't, don't encourage them. We should say thank you to Mark at audiowrangler.co.uk for editing this episode. Thank you to our friends at Digitas LBI for providing the recording facilities for two-thirds of the podcast. Thank you to our friends at Nordea for employing Mr. McLeod and taking him many hundreds of miles away. Thank you to all our supporters on Patreon for help to cover the costs of producing the episode and some of the additional complexity of recording Mr. McLeod in his very, very remote location. We will be back next week. Please let us know how you get on with your voice assistants and if you've got any novel ways of using the Alexa product. I shall be using her to turn on and off my Christmas lights this year. I did Siri last year. I'll be using Alexa this year. and So more Fair ambitious right. plans. I know, I know for a fact we have some Alexa skilled developers listening to the podcast. So let us know the cool stuff you're working on and we'll come back to this topic in the future. And uh, if you're curious about buying one, then uh, give it a go because we're all massive, massive fans. We'll be back next week and we will see you then. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>